I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome into the Tuesday Pod. Got a great show for you. Chris Sims will be our guest. So too will Will Blackman, who played 11 years in the National Football League, and Super Bowl champion Brandon Graham, who, frankly, his strip and fumble recovery, I felt like turned around the game against the Buffalo Bills for the Philadelphia Eagles. So we got a lot of guests to get to. Plus, the NFL is not just mirroring other NFL teams; they're actually mirroring other leagues tell you how as we get after it boom what up america doug gottlieb show fox sports radio coming to you loud and clear from sunny and soon to be very windy southern california where uh i'm happy to report that no one associated with fox sports radio has been affected by the fires but we're expecting a long night and a long tomorrow in southern california 
I don't know if you guys know how this thing works, but it is kind of a vicious cycle. Like, you know, remember Fat Bastard's vicious cycle? I eat because I'm unhappy, and I'm unhappy because I eat, right? In California, we get these long droughts. We had like a almost decade-long drought. Then last year, we had like an end of days, everybody lining up in two, rained every day, seemingly for three months. And then, of course, we go to the drought. So things grow up, then they get dry, and then they burn, and then we do it all over again. Right? So this does happen. It is part of the climate, but it does stink when people are adversely affected. And like, you know, anybody who's had any sort of fire, hurricane, tornado, you, you know, you just you feel terrible for people affected. Anyway, all right, we got, we got sports to get to. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. It is brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. And we are less than an hour away from the official deadline for trades in the National Football League. And the NFL is seen as a progressive league. They're seen as a league that tries to do things before others. But let's be honest... One, it's a copycat league, and two, they're kind of slow to come around, right? Like, remember the Wildcat offense? Now, the Wildcat offense, which is really, there's a form of single wing to it. Single wing is like the original football offense. Do you guys understand the original football offense in terms? If you don't, quarterback used to be quarter of the way back. Halfback used to be halfback. And the fullback was all the way back, fullback. Exactly as it sounds. That was the single-wing offense. And, of course, when it came back in vogue with the Wildcat, which is Tony Sperano brought it out with the Miami Dolphins. This is like a little bit more than a decade ago. He took it from college, specifically the University of Arkansas, who took it from high school. Do you know who the high school coach was? He's now the coach of Auburn, and he was a high school coach in... Arkansas, and they ran some, it was called the Wild Hog Offense when he was at Arkansas. Anyway, my point is that it sometimes takes NFL teams a while to adjust, and sometimes they steal things from lower-level leagues, like they're trying to with the air raid offense in Arizona, or they take it from other leagues. Generally, the NFL was against tanking, dumping games. Maybe it was because we had never had a team go winless in the regular season. Maybe it was because, hey, this is the NFL and teams are different by this much, right? Like 90% of the teams in the NFL are between 7 and 9 and 9 and 7. Or maybe it's because they call the NFL not for long and without guaranteed contracts, guys are forever going to play hard even if their franchise would like them to lose. Whatever the case is, you go back two years ago, the New York Jets looked like a team that were, was tanking, and they won six games. Because it's really hard to tell a room full of men that are prideful, hey, you're supposed to suck this year, and they follow through and suck. And so the only way to do it is to do it, right? And I'm not surprised that NFL teams are tanking like the Jets are trying to, and the Dolphins clearly are, and the Bengals feel like they are as well. I'm more surprised it took him this long. But if you don't believe me that it works, tonight's World Series 
is going to be played in Houston. They are one win away from their second World Series championship in what, four years? Three or four years? They won 2017. So in three years. Um, I don't know. Dan Beyer, are you of, are you, Dan's sort of busy, not crazy busy? Hey, Doug. Dan, how, how bad were the Houston Astros in 2013? Oh, <laughs> they were not good. Um, Here's how bad they were, okay? The 2013 Houston Astros are among the worst teams in the history of the sport. They were 51 and 111. 51 and 111. That's a year after they were 59 and 103, a year after they were 62 and 100. Right? They lost 90, 100, 103, 105 five games, and then they even lost 91 games in 2014. Uh, But then in 2015, they won 93, 83, 99, 109, and 107 this year. Tanking works. Don't believe me? Three years of awfulness with the Philadelphia 76ers. Did you see Joel Embiid last night? Kind of filthy, kind of disgusting, 36 points. He caught a body and dunked on dunked on a player, ended his basketball life, and hit the game-winning shot they win in Atlanta. So when I see that the Jets are making uh, everyone on the roster, except for Sam Darnold, their number one pick, first-round pick two years ago, and Quinnen Williams, their first-round pick this year, available. And I see the Dolphins have already traded Laramie Tunsil, Minka Fitzpatrick, previous first-round picks from a previous regime. And they took on Aqib Tlaib's contract to get a fifth-round pick from the Rams. And when I see the Bengals with eight games left, and he's playing pretty well, they're benching Andy Dalton. It doesn't feel like it is tanking has reached the NFL. The copycat league has copied other leagues. And rightfully so. Right? Like, what really is the point of winning four games when you can win zero? And if you think you'll go down in infamy, don't worry about it. There's been two winless teams in the last decade or so, right? It used to be like, can't go winless. Nobody's gone winless. Then the Lions went winless. You're like, well, you know, you still don't want to be. Now the Browns go winless. And now they have, you know, then they won seven games two years later. And you're like, you know what? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. The NFL has finally figured out that it's better to be awful than to just not be very good. To wave the white flag. And the best way to do that is is to do what NBA teams do. You're not really tanking, right? You just play young players. You play guys that are borderline pros. Especially at key positions. You don't play Andy Dalton. He might win you a game. Ah, no way. Play Ryan Finley. First, you see what the kid's got. Second, even though he played four years at NC State and put up a bunch of numbers, you're like, End of a game, I think Andy Dalton might know how to win, and I think Ryan Finley's got no clue what he's doing. Tanking has reached the NFL. 
And I'm just surprised as hell it took this long for people to figure it out. And it's not just tanking. It's not just one team. It's widespread. Right? It's widespread. It's a bunch of teams going like, we got no shot. I mean, that's what the Redskins are doing by playing Dwayne Haskins, who apparently doesn't know the plays. You guys see that report today? Yeah, apparently Adrian Peterson cornered him after the game last week. He was like, hey, dude, I don't know if you know the plays or don't know the plays, but everyone thinks you don't know the plays, so you might want to brush up on them. Like, bro, how, how far in the season we are before you, you, know, the, you know the plays? Right? And it works in the NFL maybe even more so than it works in the NBA because half the teams that don't make the playoffs make the playoffs next year. But if you don't think that tanking works, I just told you the San Francisco 49ers tanked, right? We saw them tank. But they tanked expectedly and then unexpectedly last year when they lost their quarterback. They're like, eh, all right, next year. And then they up with Nick Bosa, and now they had the most ferocious defensive line in the National Football League. So look around the league, and teams that have sucked and have loaded up on draft picks have generally turned it around and been really good and built a sustainable model for a long time. And then here's the last part, and this is a, look, there's things we say on this show that you need to take with you, right? For example, yoga pants are a privilege, not a right. Remember that, yoga pants, privilege, not right. But here's another one. You got to have a rabbi in the room. Why would the Jets make everyone available except for Quinton Williams and Sam Darnold? Because they got a new GM. And that guy didn't draft any of these mooks. He came in after the draft. So the only guy they love, outside of that, I got no ties. Goodbye. Same thing with the Dolphins. Why is everybody available? I didn't draft any of these guys. Take your pick. Got to have a rabbi in the room. All right, coming up next, America's team is trying to make a big, big move. It does revolve around the New York Jets. But is it what they really need? We'll discuss that next. But first, in sports, some of the most important plays aren't created on the sidelines, but in rooms filled with monitors and video equipment. Editors piece together hours of footage so coaches and players can study their opponent and get an edge. This information is vital if you're going to succeed in sports, and it's no different when it comes to shopping for a car. That's why True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want. That's right. True Car analyzes similar transactions uh, localized to your zip code. These aren't advertised prices, uh, advertised prices or dealer prices. That's a lot of other sites list. These are actual prices that people paid for the car that you want. This gives you information you need to make a great decision, much like a great play. And it's information you should never be without. Just in 2018, True Car users saved $1.697 billion, with a B, three commas, billion dollars off MSRP across the country. So when you're ready to stop screwing around and be loaded up with knowledge, and knowledge is power, you ready to discover a better way to buy or sell your next car? Visit True Car. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So among the rumors uh, going on in the National Football League, I always said to myself I would never be the guy that would go National Football League. But I'm kind of doing it tongue-in-cheek because every cheeseball radio guy, TV guy who covers the NFL or covers sports says the National Football League. Anyway, so I hope you understand why I'm doing it. Anyway, um, amongst the rumors is that uh, one Jamal Adams, as we told you, is available. Stud, safety with the New York Jets. Among the rumors is that the Dallas Cowboys are very interested. And look, I I think they would really help the Cowboys. It's an area of weakness. He's a terrific player. And I also love the, well, he's available. Like, okay, what's the price? Right? He's available. Look, everybody's truly available. Like, Sam, I mean, Sam Donald might not be available, but he's available. You're like, hey, what about Sam Donald? Not available. What about three first-round picks? He's available. Right? That that reminds me of um, a comedian, and I got to find out who did this bit. I forget who did the bit, but I want to credit him correctly. I don't think it was Gaffigan. Anyway, he was talking about uh, Sir Sean Connery. Did you know that Sir Sean Connery played a dragon? I think it's called Dragon's Heart. Have you guys ever seen it? Yeah, it was like a CGI movie, and he played the voice of a, he played the voice of a dragon. And like you know, you think of the producer calls him up. Is Sir Sean Connery there? Like, this is this is he. Uh, yeah, we'd like to talk to you about a movie. I'm interested. You, you'd like me to play a dragon? Do you know who you're talking to? You're talking to how much? Right? <laughs> Everybody's got price. You know? I mean, look, this is LeBron in China. I want civil rights and every person matters. And wait, I make how much money in China? Hold on. We need to. We need to be very careful with how we use our First Amendment rights, right? So uh, the idea that Jamal Adams is, in fact, available, okay, everybody's available for the right price. But can we all at least admit that none of that crap matters if Dak doesn't play well? Last five games versus 500 or below teams, Dak Prescott, he's basically Johnny freaking Unitas. He's John Elway. He's Joe Montana. 4-1, 74% completion percentage, 2,887 yards passing, 13 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. Against the good teams, you know, the ones you're going to face in the playoffs, 1-4, 64% completion percentage, which is not terrible, but that's 10 percentage points below what he is against the bad teams. 261 yards passing, that's 25 yards less. Only game where he eclipsed 245 was against the Packers, and that's because they were down big. So really, that average is not really like you take you do the median median thing, you take out the top, and it's really more around 220. Four touchdowns, six interceptions. Dak Prescott sucks against good competition, or at least has in the last five games they've played playoff caliber teams. 
And you know who's not changing that? Jamal Adams. He's just not. That's lipstick on a pig, dude. And you can tell me, like, hey, we, we, uh, but don't have your tackles. Like, I got it. I got it. All I can tell you is, elite quarterbacks, we evaluate you based upon what you do against the best of the best. And he's been bad against the best of the best. They've been one in four. He's thrown two more interceptions than he has touchdowns. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. All right, speaking of, we'll get some get a little college football here, as well as let's get a lot of NFL. Chris Sims joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Trade deadline's about mm, 35 minutes away. It feels like, Chris, and you've been around the league since birth because of your father, because you played it, and now covering it for Football Night in America. It feels like this is the first year that we have multiple teams legitimately saying, we stink, everyone's available, we're okay being bad to help us with the draft. I I agree with that. I think that's real. I think, you know, I think teams are a little more, you know, apt to maybe uh, gamble on future assets right now because of the draft, free agency, everything like that. And they're, they're not as scared maybe to turn over the team as they were once before. I think teams that are in the Super Bowl window are more aggressive than we've ever seen before, too, because they know with the salary cap and everything like that that the window might be only open for a short time. So that's where you see teams like the Philadelphia Eagles not afraid to be aggressive or the Seattle Seahawks this whole year. Uh, they're just There's a number of teams like that. So I think those are the factors that are playing into it more than anything. But you're right. This is a year where – uh, it looks like it's shaping to be there's going to be a really heavy, top, you know, upper class in the NFL, and we're going to have a lot of teams come draft, team, draft time that are down to one, two, three win seasons. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Trader. That's the voice of of, of Chris Sims. Um, okay, but the, the Jets are kind of interesting, right? Darnold hasn't played yeah. well in, in recent weeks. He was seeing ghosts. In, in New England a week ago, and now they're talking about getting rid of Le'Veon Bell. Everyone's available except for he and, and Quinn and Williams. Is this a good idea with a young quarterback who's clearly struggling? Well, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with all of it. I mean, like, you know, to, to hear that Jamal Adams is on, like, maybe on the trading block and that, 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 you know, for the right deal, that might happen. I don't agree with that. I mean, hey, he's a young player. He's arguably the best safety in football right now. I mean, I, you know, I sit there with Rodney Harrison every Sunday on, on Football Night in America, and he raves about uh, Jamal, uh, Jamal Adams. So um, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I can get the Le'Veon Bell situation, I guess, to a degree, Doug. I do. They probably look at it and go, man, we're paying more than probably anybody else out there would have paid uh, to get him originally. I mean, we heard all the rumors that Adam Gase was never on board. I think he was on board with Le'Veon Bell, but I think he knew through other people in the NFL that nobody was offering him $11 million a year. You know, I think everybody had Le'Veon Bell somewhere in the 7 to $8 million range, and now here they are paying a guy $11 million a year. They don't have a good offensive line. Yes, the quarterback uh, needs extra weapons around him, and they need future assets. They have such a long rebuilding process in front of them right now because of the poor job Mike McCagnan did that I think they're just looking at it right now to go, okay, like we like Le'Veon Bell, but it might help for the future Jets and Sam Darnold uh, to put him out on the trade market and see what happens. But I just can't imagine, you know, really anybody 
uh, giving anything substantial for Le'Veon Bell right now, especially because it's been a little bit of an underwhelming year. It was a year off of football. Uh, and what team, you know, the only team that makes sense to me that really jumps out is the Buffalo Bills. That would be the only one that I look at. And will the Jets really trade him within the division? I find that hard to believe, but we'll see how it plays out. Chris Sims joining us, Football Night in America. How would you describe how Aaron Rodgers is currently playing? Oh, like uh, out of this world. I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers, as you know, Doug, I, I always, you know, proclaim that he's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play football. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the common fans of the world can't even name the receivers that are around him right now. But I think the big thing is, more than anything, is, hey, I knew he was the man and talented. And you heard Vic Fangio say he's that guy a few weeks ago. And now Mahomes is becoming that guy. But, like, the, the big thing, more than anything, what is proving is, Man, if Aaron Rodgers just had some sort of schematical advantage, uh, you know, at his disposal the last few years on offense, what could have Green Bay really been? Because it's not like they're doing like out of this world stuff, but they're doing more on offense and more complex and creative now than they were the last six or seven years under Mike McCarthy. And we're seeing even with, you know, limited skill talent around him, it just doesn't matter because he's that great. Uh, and he's going to have to carry them because I'm worried about their defense, Doug. It's not a very good defense. Yeah, what, what happened? What, what happened? Everybody was raving about their defense to start the season, and now people are really concerned. What happened to their defense? Well, I think the biggest thing is the interior defense. You know, Kenny Clark is solid in the middle, but he's not a game wrecker. He's not somebody like that Fletcher Cox or Aaron Donner or anything like that. He's just a good player. The other defensive tackles they have in there, Lowry, Lancaster, you know, you know, uh, Blake Martinez at middle linebacker, B.J. Goodson when he's in there middle. It's just a very underwhelming group. That's really all I can say about it. They're not very good. And now Doug Pet, I mean uh, Mike Pettin, the defensive coordinator, he's having to do things on defense to kind of protect that area of the defense, which is leading them a little more vulnerable in the secondary because they're worried about the run game and they're putting their corners in tougher spots. So it's kind of a trickle down effect from that interior part of their defense, uh, from what I see. Doug. Chris Sims joining us uh, on the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, I-, I thought it was it- it curious. Uh, Ken Wisenhunt was fired yesterday as offensive coordinator of the Chargers. Obviously, Chargers have been underwhelming. And yep. I mean, they they got an absolute gift in Chicago with Pinero missing uh, that what would have been a game-winning field goal. But considering how many games they've given away, I guess it what goes around kind of comes around. Uh, didn't have his left tackle. Um, Melvin Gordon didn't have half the season. Plus, he's still not right. Right. right? Doesn't have Mike Pouncey. Got got hurt as well. But Wisenhunt out mid-season. What's your reaction? Well, I'm I am surprised. I'm like you. It makes me think that you know it's it's. There's more to the situation when I look at it than when, when something like this happens. I mean, Ken Wisenhunt, his offense, am I going to sit here and say it's Kyle Shanahan's or Josh McDaniels or Sean McVay? No, but it's pretty good. It's got, a, it's got answers for everything. I mean, the scheme is creative, but I would think there's more about a, a philosophical argument there, too. Uh, you know, Anthony Lynn... He is an ex-running back, run game coach. I would think he's maybe disappointed in the way they've approached the run game. But, but to your points, I mean, it's not a very good offensive line. I don't think you're going to be able to run the ball no matter who takes over at OC. There's issues there. You're right, Melvin Gordon was out. But this, this to me seems more of a, a change where there must be more going on than just the, than the X's and O's of football, that there might be a little disgruntled or arguments going on about how they see the offense should be run. Uh, I was certainly shocked by it today to see that. But 
again, I don't think the Chargers are very good ultimately, and I'm not really that worried about it because I don't see how they can really make themselves into a playoff team this year. I don't see it. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Chris Sims. You also cover Notre Dame. On, I'll, I'll get. Let's let's go to them. We'll come back to the NFL. Okay, um, cool. What the hell happened in their offense? Yeah, well, oh, all right. So there's been issues with the offense all year long. You know, they've been fortunate to kind of escape here and there. Uh, I think there's there's probably three things that jump out to me. All right, Ian Book played horrible. I don't think there's any way other way to say it. You know, uh, you know, and and I thought Kirk Herbstreit did a good job a few times of showing people open or hey, the pocket's good. Where's he running? Why is he doing that? You know, these have been little issues all year long with Ian Book. But because Notre Dame, other than the Georgia game, has been the more talented team on the field, they've gotten away from, gotten away with it, I should say. So I think, you know, they played a really good defense in Michigan that totally got exposed. Ian Book was very jittery in the pocket. I don't think he, he – I mean, it's like he looked at the first guy, and if he wasn't wide open, he was going to run. And he just made up his mind. Uh, the run game. Another thing that for Notre Dame, you know, if you really go back and look at it, their successful drives, they ran the ball straight ahead downhill. You know, they tried to get early on, it seemed like in the run game, a little bit of the East and West game where, oh, great, yeah, Michigan with their linebackers and safeties, okay, East and West game, there's no problem. They're going to run down, you know, Notre Dame running backs in the running attack. And then, more than anything, the defense, which – I haven't gone back and watched the film yet, so I can't give you all the answers here yet, but certainly we're exposed with some of their run fits uh, as far as stopping the Michigan-Notre Dame. And I will get to that film on Thursday. That's usually when I start my college work for the weekend, Doug, so sorry I don't have those answers for you in totality. But was shocked nonetheless that Notre Dame, who's been very good on defense really for the last two years, was totally gashed and really didn't understand how to fit some of the pulling guard, you know, down block, down block, guard pulling around, either kicking somebody out or going to the second level and getting the linebacker. It was like they didn't know exactly how to take that on, and that led to a lot of big runs by Michigan. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Chris Sims. You see him football night in America, uh, in studio, on the sidelines, see him covering Notre Dame football as well. Um, all right, let's 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 dive back in to some of the teams that I would I would say kind of matter here, right? They they matter. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, okay, I'm I'm interested in the Chicago Bears. Okay. What do you do? They they spent a lot of equity to get Trubisky. We're yeah. 24 minutes away. Like I think Foles is the only guy I can think of that knows that offense that they might be able to go get like. Do they bail on Trubisky? Because it feels like, based upon the play calling, they don't have confidence in him, and he doesn't have confidence. But I, I just I don't know if you bail on him at this point. Yeah, I don't know if I would bail on him at this point, too. You know, listen, I, I, you know, Doug, I'm with you. Trubisky's not been good. I've been a defender of Trubisky. Now, I stopped defending him this year from what I saw early on because it's not been good. I mean, let, let, you know, hey, it's the second year in the system. He's a third-year guy. There's still too many balls where I go, man, that guy's wide open. You've got to hit that pass. Like, there's no excuse. It's, it's year three in the NFL. I don't give a crap if you know the offense or not. So that's unacceptable. You know, uh, yeah, sort of seeing the field clearly all the time. No, that's not always great either. But, you know, the other thing I'll say is that offense stinks. I mean, it stinks. It's one of the worst I watch in football. You know, we've talked, I know, in previous weeks, what's the identity of that offense? It's just a bunch of plays. and. You know, there's, last week at least they got a little run game, but even the passing concepts, I don't ever look at that and go, oh, wow, that's special. And the last thing I'll always say here, and, and as much as we want to blame Mitchell Trubisky, well, wait, so was the, the offense 
run the right way when Chase Daniel was in the game? Is that the offense that we're going for? Because that offense was damn crappy, too. I mean, it was just crap. I don't know what else to say about it. So I don't care who you put at the quarterback there in Chicago right now. They got issues. And I don't know if Jacksonville would move on from a Nick Foles quite yet. I like what Gardner Minshew's doing. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I'm not certainly sitting here sold that he's definitely a starting quarterback in the NFL. I think that's still debatable at this point. He's done some really good things. He's had some other moments where I go, huh, okay, I'm not sure about him yet. So I think there's more to be seen there. But Chicago has more issues than just Mitchell Trubisky. It's Nagy's play design. He's very predictable at times. I see pass concepts repeated a lot. I see no attention to detail in the run game. I really only see two runs in the run game. And, uh, you know, I don't care if they put Tom Brady back there. Yeah, it would look a little bit better, but it ain't going to look that much better with that group right now. It's funny you point that out. I've talked to some defensive guys, and they all say, like, look, all they're kind of doing is window dressing and – they run belly Same and they stuff. run power and that that's exactly. the, that's their two the, and and their pass again it's it's more about alignments instead of and trying to trick people and and catch them off guard than it is about things that actually work so it's yeah. That's very it's very true. They try to run the same plays, and they go, oh, this week we'll do a bunch, but this way, this week we'll do it a different way. Well, smart defenses realize, well, if I just play these areas, this is where they're attacking. I don't care how they get to it. That's fine. They can spend a speed sweep and a motion and a shift and all that stuff. That's all fine and dandy. But the smart defensive coordinators and defensive players have realized, no, this is the areas they attack, and let's just drop our players there in zone defense and they won't have anybody open, and that's what happens more times than not. Uh, Deshaun Watson made some incredible plays, but he does have yeah. times when he still holds on to the football. He does, he has you know too too many turnovers, and I'm just right. now you lost JJ Watt, and I wonder if he can can he carry this team? Yeah, I don't know either because um, one, their pass defense stinks. All right, the, you know they can, they can stop the run there, but the pass defense is an issue, and I think it will only be worse now without JJ Watt, who's applying uh, pressure on the quarterback. And, of course, he's very effective in the run game, too. I mean, he's J.J. Watt. Yeah, he's not NFL defensive player uh, of the league type of guy anymore, but he's still really awesome. You know, and then on the offensive side of the ball, to your point with Deshaun Watson, he's amazing. I mean, he really is. Uh, does he still do some things where you go, oh, you know, okay, hey, it's, it's year three. I'd like you to get off the first read a little quicker every now and then and get on to the second guy? Yes. But it's minute. I don't come away watching Deshaun Watson very much and going, oh, man, he's missing people all over the place. I have a little issue with their offense, too. It's a little predictable in the pass offense. Bill O'Brien really runs a dumbed-down version of New England. Like the plays New England puts in the first week of training camp for the rookies and all those people to catch up to speed, that's really the meat and potatoes of their offense in the passing game. So they run the ball. They have some basic pass concepts and they get away with it more weeks than not because of Watson, his great talents, and then they got a guy like the, uh, you know, uh, Hopkins on the outside, or, oh, he's covered, it doesn't matter, we'll throw it to him anyway. Deshaun will put it on the money, he'll go get it. So there's issues there with their scheme as well. I don't know if they can survive either, but I know Deshaun Watson is awesome and certainly one of the three, four best quarterbacks in football. You know who else is awesome? Chris Sims yeah. is awesome. Chris Sims oh, is, Chris, Chris thank Sims you so is, much. Is awesome. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Happy Halloween. What were the kids going at? Were the girls going at? You know, they're going to they're, they're gonna go with this uh, little part of town where the houses are a little more clustered together so they can get more candy. I'm going to be old, going to Notre Dame. They're going to OG? Is that where they're going? They're going over? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, probably Old Greenwich, maybe Costco, somewhere in there yeah. where they you know, can really fill up the pillowcase and then I can raid it for weeks and weeks to come. 
and tell them that I haven't taken anything. Favorite candy is what? What? Peanut butter cups. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Peanut butter cups followed by Kit Kat and then a Twix. If I got those three, I'm good. I got to tell you, though, living in Greenwich, Connecticut, you're going to get those Justin's peanut butter cups. You're not going to get the Reese's peanut butter cups, right? You're going to get the organic stuff. You're right. I might get some of that. I, I'll eat that nonetheless. They're pretty damn good, but they're not Reese's peanut butter cups. I love the I love the fact that the area you live in, the houses are so big and so spread apart. You got to go to a different part of town where the kids are. Dad, I got I got to we got to go to a lower rent district. All right, <laughs> Sims. I'll talk to you soon, dude. All right, man. I'll see you. Be uh, good. That's when see you know it. you've made it. When you're like, Dad, can, can we go to a different area? Our house is too far. It was like five acres, and like everybody's got like a guest house, and they give away the family size things. It was too much. The most disappointing team in the NFL right now is. We'll tell you next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com, and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to get you caught up on stories of the day, games of the night. We do so by playing a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Byer, what do you got? Byer. Doug, the game today is... Rank them. All right, Doug. Rank your three most disappointing teams in the NFL through eight weeks. Uh, number three. Oh, <clears throat> ooh, this is a hard one. <sighs> Some are disappointing for different reasons than others. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go, uh, based upon, I'm going to go, you know, I'll, I'll do Eagles at three, Chargers at two, Browns at one. I, I did, I thought long and hard about the Cowboys are only four and three, or the Bears are three and four. I didn't have high expectations for the Falcons. It's more how bad the Falcons are and how quickly they've gotten bad. Uh, I didn't have high expectations for the Jets either, so that would be it. Staying in the NFL, rank your top three NFL MVP candidates. Um, okay. I think we've done this one before, yeah. maybe a couple of weeks ago, but it does change every two weeks of who may crack the list and who may not. I'm going to go uh, Christian McCaffrey, three. Deshaun Watson, two, and Aaron Rodgers at one. Wow. You're just loving Rodgers. Yeah, I probably should put Russell Wilson instead of Christian McCaffrey. Russell Wilson. Do the quarterback thing. Well, I mean, we all agree their defense is not great, right? Uh, Green Bay's or Seattle's? Green Bay's. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think Seattle's It's also apropos. When Matt Schaub lights you up for 450, there's some issues. Fair. But, uh... Yeah, there. I, I am not sold on Green Bay entirely. I'm sold, obviously, on Rodgers and Aaron Jones, but it's just I don't know. Maybe when Devontae Adams comes back, I'll be sold more, but I'm not sure. I think it's more about what you say and and it is more about what I say. Just remember that. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, rank your top three Heisman candidates as of right now. Remember, it's all about what I say. Remember, because this is the Doug Gottlieb show. I just, I mean, I'm kidding. Uh, Heisman? Yes. The Heisman! Uh, I'll do Chase Young at three, just because he's a defensive player and so hard, right? 
Uh, I will do Jalen Hurts. At, uh, excuse me, uh, Justin Fields at two, and I will do Joe Burrow at one. I do think that the Chase Young case, the case for Chase, yeah, the case for Chase Not is the chase one for the case. That well, that's more like uh, smoking the bandit. Well, I think that his case can really only be improved. Like we're going to see a game between LSU and Alabama that. If Joe Burrow doesn't have a good game, we're going to be like, oh, well, they played a really good team. Look at what happened there. However, however, if Chase Young, let's just say, gets one sack in a game against Penn State, we're not looking at that as saying, like, why didn't you get four? I think that Chase Young has the ability to stay there. I don't know if he'll have enough to go over the top, but to stay in the conversation, I think now that he's there, he remains there while the other guys could be more volatile, if that makes sense. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, look, when they play Penn State, if he's not around the football, like, it's really easy for a defensive player to get double teamed every time and other guys get sacks and he doesn't get any credit, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to disagree with you because, like, look, all these quarterbacks, they get the ball every snap and they're getting, they're going to get more and more snaps, more and more plays, Heisman moments. It's just it's just hard to convince people a defensive lineman is the best player in the sport. I, I just think that well, you heard my argument. Yes, we'll just I, agree. I yeah, we'll agree to I, I don't I wouldn't disagree with you if you said, Hey, the the award is for the best player in the sport and he's been the best player in the sport, I would go like, you know what, you're right. Uh I just I'm just dealing with the reality of yeah, of how that how that how that plays out in a real game. Rank your top three months. Top three months? Yeah, just of the 12, what are your three favorite it's months? Question. It's a great question. Um, we had the sports equinox over the weekend where there was football, yeah, baseball, I love, I mean, basketball, and hockey. October's my favorite month, so that's number one. Ooh. Uh, I would say March is two. That was I thought it was going to be number one. No. Well, the Final Four is actually in April. Yeah. Right? And I would put April at three because April has the Final Four um, and it has... Uh, the Masters. So that, that'd be my... That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Oh, man, October's got October baseball, October football, the beginning of basketball, and the weather. It's the, the best in October. It's the absolute best. We saw a trend, and that trend has quickly come to an end in the NFL. Bad news for one position in particular. I'll share it with you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. Welcome in. Hope you're having a great day. Oh, all these, uh, the immediate reaction to what the NCAA announced today uh, is about to be met with an extreme amount of cold water, and uh, I'll explain why upcoming. There is so much to get to. Yes, the Steelers won on Monday Night Football, but it looked like James Conner hurt his shoulder after dominating the game. Nonetheless, Steelers got a win, they're still alive, and the Dolphins still stink. The trade deadline has come and has gone. We don't really, really, truly know if anybody of substance has been dealt. Chris Harris, as we note right now, still a member of the Denver Broncos. Um, Still a member of the Denver Broncos. And as of now, 
as of now, there haven't been any massive, massive deals. But I do want to point this out. Le'Veon Bell was, he's not traded as of yet, right? Yeah, I know the deadline's come and gone, but sometimes the announcement come down late. But he was apparently put on the trade block, and the Jets very much would like to move off of Le'Veon Bell. Melvin Gordon has been a disaster for the Chargers. His offensive coordinator lost his job in no small part because Melvin Gordon held out. Right? Like, they didn't have Melvin Gordon. It kind of threw off their equilibrium. When they came back, he complained about wanting to get the ball. When he got the ball, he wasn't as effective. And then he fumbled away a sure win two weeks ago. He actually fumbled on two consecutive plays, including the game-ender, which he lost. At the goal line, fumbled the football. So Melvin Gordon didn't get paid and has cost his OC, at least in, in, in part, his job because he held out. Le'Veon Bell held out for an entire year, got paid less than he thought he should get paid, and didn't make the $14 million he would have made had he simply played in the franchise tag, and the Jets couldn't wait to get rid of him. And that GM, Mike McCagney, who signed him, got fired right after that deal was signed. Right? The new GM's first order business is like, dude, figure that out. What in the hell? Adam Gase has even talked about it. So I, I've heard all of the, I've heard people on TV, and this is what happens. We know on radio that if you're doing it long enough and you're reputable enough, people in the industry listen. And so you'll hear, I've heard Dan Patrick, people, NFL players listen to Dan Patrick's show. They should be a separate salary cap for, for running backs. Like, why? <laughs> why would we ever do that? <laughs> Because their value is lessened over the years? Because now you can do it by committee? Because the NFL has gotten smart? Top 10 rushing teams in the NFL. You ready for it? Baltimore Ravens. Their best running backs are quarterback on a rookie deal. San Francisco 49ers, they do it by committee. The Minnesota Vikings do it with Dalvin Cook, who's you know their go-to guy, but he's on a rookie deal. And remember, Dalvin Cook missed a year, his first year with a torn ACL. Wasn't great last year, coming back. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, we know what happened there. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who have Leonard Fournette, but um, the idea they're going to re-sign Leonard Fournette to a long-term deal, considering he's not as dynamic as he was in college, nor do you want a long-term deal with that kind of the te- taking that kind of beating. Probably not. The Houston Texans are actually six in rushing. They do it by committee. The Oakland Raiders, they're doing it with a rookie running back on a rookie deal. And when he is all used up, they will move on from him. The Buffalo Bills, they do it by committee. The Seattle Seahawks. Um, Seattle Seahawks' best running back is not actually their first-round pick. Instead, it's Chris Carson, who I think was a sixth-round pick. And the Carolina Panthers, who's have one of the best players in the game, but he's also on a rookie deal. Four of the top ten rushing offenses are running backs by committee. Of those remaining six, only one feature a running back with a long-term contract, an extension. And that's Ezekiel Elliott. That's the exception. The norm is everybody else. You're either by committee or you got a stud and a rookie contract. Right? We have mentioned Saquon Barkley, who we all think if he's healthy, they're a top 10 rushing offense. Correct? 
but he's also on a rookie deal. And maybe they sign him long-term. We'll see. But the idea that the NFL players, NFL running backs, like, oh, I have this value in the second contract. No, you don't. Nothing matters in the league except for production. When Tony Romo said, I'm not the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys anymore, Dak Prescott is, he said, and I quote, football is a meritocracy. It's based upon merit. That's what a meritocracy is. So we, we look and the proof is, in fact, in the pudding. Le'Veon Bell is averaging 49 yards rushing per game, 27 yards receiving per game, two touchdowns. Melvin Gordon, four games this season, 28 yards rushing per game, 37 total receiving yards the entire year. Two touchdowns. And he fumbled away one game. So, the news flash is the Dallas Cowboys made a mistake. They panicked. They panicked. And by the way, he, he was so important. You had to have him to start the season. It's still four and three. Still four and three. Had him the whole season. Still four and three. Well, it's a Super Bowl year in. Okay. Beat the really bad teams. Lost to the good ones with him. And he lost to the Jets. And he played. So you can tell me these running backs, they have way more value. Like, no, they don't. Like, if you're going to change the entire collective bargaining agreement, go like, hey, um, like, look, the NFL players spoke. They were tired of Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford got $50 million guaranteed up front. And they're like, whoa, we got to change this. Veteran players need to get paid. And the guys that got caught up in the wash were the running backs. Because the more veteran they became, the less useful they became. And the league went away from running the football, or at least we thought, although running is still really important. The league went away from individual running backs. But you remember that time when guys spent a ton of radio equity saying running backs should hold out, they should get paid? Ezekiel Elliott... He's worth every penny. Remember that? You know? That that's like the that's like the dude who was trying to convince you like six months ago, like, you know, there's a vaping safe alternative to smoking cigarettes. Like, there's still smoke going into your lungs, right? No, 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 no. You don't understand it's different. How? Well, it doesn't smell as bad. There's still smoke from tobacco or weed. Going into your lungs. Yeah, so it's exactly the same thing. No, 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 it's different. I mean, is it? NFL running backs need to get paid more. They need to show solidarity, need to hold out more, is vaping guy. Vaping's a smart alternative. No, it's not. Proof is in the pudding. All right, so the trade deadline has come and gone. Looks like uh, looks like the Broncos have stood pat, although Joe Flacco is reportedly out four, five to six weeks with a bad neck. That's a long neck. I've had a bad neck. Do you guys, when you go to the chiropractor, do you let him do the neck thing? Can you relax enough to let him do the neck? Right, you know, they do like, they sit there and they yank on your neck and it doesn't pop. And like, no, 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 relax. Like, dude, you're about to turn my head 
like it's the like it's a like it's a screw off top. Right? I'm not an owl. They're like, no, no, just relax. 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 <laughs> You're like, oh my God. I feel so much better, but now I can't move it the other way. Now the other way I can't get it. <laughs> Chiropractor's not a doctor, but still super valuable to have. So the NCA made an announcement that they will consider allowing players to make money off their likeness. What should we make of it all? I'll tell you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. The devil, my friends, is in the details. You ever heard that? Devil is in the details. And um, the name and likeness uh, rules, it's so funny. People like, we're in the same industry, but not on the same planet. Oh, the EA Sports bring back the football and the basketball games. They got rid of the college basketball game because it didn't sell. Because it didn't sell. And my guess would be the college football game would sell early on and then wouldn't sell a ton. And what it sells on is when you put the players' names on after they've actually finished and then they become big names, right? But whatever. So uh, the NSA's top policymaking group, Board of Governors, voted unanimously to permit students participating in athletics the opportunity to benefit from the use of their name and likeness in a manner consistent with the collegiate model. Wait, what? The statement did not provide specifics, but said changes to the NCAA rules in each of the three divisions could occur immediately as long as they occur within the principle of the guidelines that include, one, assuring student-athletes are treated similarly to non-students unless a compelling reason exists to differentiate, and two, maintain the priorities of education and collegiate experience to provide opportunities for student-athlete success. In other words, like, look, all right, you want to be like any other student? fine. As long as there's something we can hold you to that makes you want to, so you can't be, you're not going to be an employee and collect a check and then have a decision whether or not you go to class or not. It took exactly, I don't know, five minutes of that being tweeted out until Richard Burr, who's a Senator in North Carolina tweets out, If college athletes are going to make money off their likenesses while in school, their scholarships should be treated like income. I'll be introducing legislation that subjects scholarships given to athletes who choose to cash in on to income taxes. Oops. Remember that thing about people who hate to say, I told you so, and I'm not one of them. Guess what? I'm not one of them. I told you so. Oh, all these senators and, and the Republicans and Democrats, they just, they've, they've all pressured the NCA. Like, yeah, you dopes. I'm old enough to remember when many states wouldn't allow a lottery in their state. We don't want gambling. And suddenly, suddenly, lotteries were everywhere. Why? Well, because we can 
make the money they make off the lottery. The money they make off the lottery is they can give to schools. In other words, they can tax it. We're all old enough to remember when marijuana was the devil, right? It's the wacky tobacco. It's reefer. Then there was medical marijuana. Now it's legalized in just over half the states. Hey, why did they legalize it? So they can tax it. Same reason alcohol has been legal since prohibition. So they can tax it. Cigarettes. Cigarettes kill more people than than car accidents, right? I mean, cigarettes are kind of a bane on society. I mean, cigarettes are awesome unless you consider, you know, yellow fingers, bad breath, yellow teeth, cancer, emphysema, heart disease, heart attack, coughing up a gray lung. Outside of that, you look really cool, right? Look cool. Why are they still legal? Duh. Tax the hell out of it. And college athletics operates with uh, operates within a bubble, tax free bubble. Right. And by the way, if you donate to college athletics, you get that you get a tax benefit for it. So the money that they make, they redistribute to all the other Olympic sports and to the coaches and to the facilities and whatever, but they don't pay taxes on it. So they actually make money, even though they're getting less and less money from the state. We're talking about public schools. Ah, they're just good people. They realize college athletes need to be paid. Here's the thing we need to get paid. You get taxed. Dog. Right? Like LeBron James put out a statement like, hey, I don't know if you realize this, but if, if this goes through and they decide to tax all of the benefits you get as a college student athlete, who's going to pay that? Who's going to pay that? What what college student athlete is going to pay taxes on the benefits they receive? Because in the real world, when you move across the country, like everybody thinks, like, what's your relocation? Like, oh, we'll give you $30,000 or $10,000 for corporate reload. You get taxed on that benefit. You get taxed on any benefit. Except when you're a college student athlete. Don't get taxed on it. So you mean to think, you mean to tell me that you think that they're going to allow student athletes to get paid for their name and likeness, represent Bob's our company, which of course they don't really have a value, right? There's not really a true value there. The values are all collectively, and then you become the official car supplier of Oklahoma athletics or Michigan athletics or whatever, but whatever nominal, and maybe it's a substantial fee of money. You you think they're going to allow... To get paid? Like, you, you do know that people have gone to jail. Wesley Snipes went to jail, right, for not paying income taxes, right? Guys go to jail because they go to signing shows, they sign autographs, they get the money, they're like, man, I got all this money signing my autograph. Like, hey, um, Mr. Snipes, you got to pay taxes on that. Nah, man, I'm Wesley Snipes. Nah, man, you're in jail. <laughs> right? So... Yeah, I, I, I don't hate to say I told you so. I told you so. And if if they get to uh, college athletic departments and make them have to pay taxes on the revenue that they generate, all of this discussion about, oh, the rights of the student athlete and that it's over. It's all over. Co- 
college athletics is over. Sure, I mean, like, you know, Bama and Michigan and Texas, they'll, 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 be, they'll survive. But, like, the whole idea of the whole thing. And look, I'm not a Title IX guy. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Title IX is, is perfect. Right? That they just have equal opportunities for women as they should have for men when the men, when the men's sports make all the money. And I'm talking about really one, if not two, revenue-generating sports. The rest are all Olympic sports. But there is a law in the books about it. And so you'll see college baseball and college wrestling and eventually more women's sports start to go away and it will hurt all the other college. And look, the, the my whole thought, my whole, I'm not like anti-athlete, anti-player. I believe that the system benefits 99% of the student athletes and a scholarship and an athletic scholarship has provided more education dollars than anything outside of the GI Bill. And considering when you get the GI Bill, you have to go to work for the Army, Navy, or Air Force, or Marines for four years, I think it's a much better trade than getting to play, you know, get to play national TV and get the best training, et cetera, et cetera. If they start taxing college athletics, it's over. It's all over. And I don't hate to say I told you so. Because I told you so. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I don't know if you guys watched the Bills-Eagles game, but you look at the final score and you're like, that was a blowout. That was a blowout. I watched it on Red Zone. I watched it on Red Zone, so I knew it was a blowout. Uh, Eagles trailed late in the first half. Buffalo had the football. Third and two. And, uh, you know, look, if you've watched Buffalo play, when when they get to a situation like this, they get super conservative and they tell Josh Allen, hey, man, if you don't see something, gee, you just run it. Uh, of course, that's where Brandon Graham came in. He got in, passed the line of scrimmage, forced the fumble, Then he fell on it at the Buffalo 24-yard line. It was just under two minutes remaining in the half. Eagles got the ball. Carson Wentz drives down the field. He finds Dallas Goddard. They get a two-point conversion. They end up winning 31-13. And now people are going, Eagles are fixed. That simple. And the guy who made that play joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Brandon Graham joins us on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Okay, it's third and two. Late in the first half, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking they're trying to pick it up, I'm trying to, uh, like you say, uh, conservatives get to pick it up. They're trying to control the sticks. So here come a run, you know, in my mind. So I'm playing run, convert the pass if, uh, if I see otherwise. You, uh, in order to get the, get the fumble, like what's what's the magic there, right? Because you want to be able to make the tackle, and he's a big dude. On the other hand, you got to be able to jar the ball loose. Uh, what's the technique to that? So. Um, when we when we I jumped inside uh, because I thought it was runaway because they had the back to me, and so I mean not the back to me. Uh, they ended up um, you know calling something. They checked something at the line, and so they called power power. And so I knew the tight end was coming down, so I crossed his face. The tight end still stayed on me, but I pressed enough just to kind of make um, make him cut back. And I seen the ball out, so I just reached for it and knocked it out. And once um, I kind of rolled over. I seen the ball pop up, and I, I just jumped on it. You know, luckily I was the guy to pick it up. 
you know. So, uh, you know, that's how that play ended up going down. They ended up calling it, calling it because they made a check uh, at the what's the name and our back end uh, linebacker Nate Gary was like power, power, and so um, I played it. I stayed true and, um, you know, end up making a big play. Yeah, you just you just kind of got your hand in there. But then you got – the big thing was you got up. You didn't just lay there. You, you got up. You crawled over another dude. Then you dove between two other guys. You took the ball away from, from, Josh, from Josh Allen. He had one – I think his right hand on the ball. Did you bite his – you can't bite, right, because you got your – did you push your, like, face mask into his arm to get his arm out of there? Hey, it looked like I was biting him the way I was trying to get that ball. <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, it was a little shoulder chest action trying to get him away from it, you know, trying to push him away. And so, um, you know, that was uh, when you're hungry, you know, you'll do anything for the ball. Brandon Graham joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. What's happened to this team, right? This, especially you guys up front. You go back to the Super Bowl and your group was nasty. Your group was nasty, and there have been questions more about the back end of your defense than the front end. But but why have you guys struggled on the defensive side of the ball? Um, I think it's you know we we've been having a lot of injuries. You know, I try not to make excuses, but I'm just stating the facts. You know, we've been we've been hurt. We've been playing together good all through training camp. Uh, then a couple guys go down. And then they down not only for like one or two weeks. They down for four or five weeks, and you know it's like. Uh, when we played with guys, we, the communication was on point. Everything was, you know, uh, all good going in. But then you get new guys coming in that you got to get up to speed in less than a week. And, you know, sometimes when the, when the pressure's on and things is moving fast, you know, as far as the bullets firing out there, you know, all it is sometimes some people out of position because they didn't get the call or, you know, certain things that somebody else, you know, is like that's like, uh, muscle memory to them, you know, it's somebody new and, you know, it's just a little, uh, it was just a little off. But, you know, um, with all the adversity that came our way this past week, um, you know, for us to go out and do what we did, once a lot of guys came back, like we got Darby back, we got Mills in the second game after coming back from injury. Um, you know, they, them guys, you know, hungry. And they was out there, you know, making plays that helped us uh, get up, get up, get after it, um, you know, up front, you know, with the D-line. Well, now you get to come back home, and you know it should be pointed out that you guys have only played three home games this year. You're two and one at home. The one loss was that 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 Detroit loss. Uh, how much different is the energy in the building coming off of a win? Oh, it's so it's so much different, you know, especially coming off that blowout that we got, you know, against the Cowboys. Uh, you know, we'll see them again, but you know, they they uh, they took advantage, um, and you know, they they got it done, and you know, there was a bad taste last week, and I felt everybody kind of refocus, especially with all the stuff that came out, people were trying to make us out to be this pe- these people and this is what's going on and all that. And once Coach said, hey, you know, this it's about us all the time. And so how, how can we change all that with the win? And so uh, we focused in, we locked in, and we got the win. Uh, that's the voice of Brandon Graham, who joins us on the Doug Gottlieb from Philadelphia Eagles, joins us uh, on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh the, the the trade deadline has now come and gone. It did feel like, even though some of these big names weren't moved, there's a lot more movement now in in the NFL. Um, what what was that? What's that locker room been like with these days leading up to today's deadline? Uh, you know, everybody's you know just trying to figure out you know what's going to happen so that whatever happened, you know, um, we be ready for it. I mean, because everybody's up for grabs in my mind, you know, because I understand you know it's a business. People trying to win now, and you know sometimes you got to make certain things happen in order to, you know, get where you're trying to go. 
Uh, so uh, everybody should have been, you know, just kind of by their phones waiting to see what happened. Uh, and, you know, now that it's over, um, that's just like you can focus all over again and, you know, and, and try to, you know, go with what you got. And I'm glad uh, they, they want to go with what they have. You guys uh, did a great job bottling up Frank Gore. I'm just trying to – I'm wondering how many years you've been tackling Frank Gore. You're probably like, damn, you again? No. Nah. <laughs> Hey, you know it's funny. I can't even talk about that because everybody's starting to say, creep that in on my on me because I'm 31 now. I just turned 31 this year, so I've been in the league now. This is my 10th season, and it's like, man, I, I don't even talk about old people no more. Yeah, yeah, no question. Yeah, you're the you're the old guy in the room. You look to your left, you look right. Like, damn, how'd I get to be? How'd I get to be the old guy? Okay, we got you got the Bears coming up, and we were actually yep. just we were talking about the Bears offense with Chris Sims. He joined us earlier, and having covered the Bears. Like, what everyone says is, like, there's lots of bells and whistles, but really they run belly, they run power, just like kind of everyone else. How hard is it to not get caught up in the, the pre-snap movement and all the different alignments? Oh, um, you know, you just got to look at the ball, key the ball. You know, it's a lot of stuff that, that goes on, you know, uh, that try to distract you, you know, but a good player always have good eyes, and uh, that's one thing that uh, we talk about all the time. You know, you, you're going to go where your eyes tell you. And so um, I think, um, you know, keying the ball, making sure that you uh, key your man or whatever it is that you have on that play, uh, you know, and make sure things are committed. You know, like if you, if they, if you give the ball to the to the running back and your guy is, is blocking, you know, get get to the ball. You know, I mean, like everybody do their job. Up front, you know, it's, it's on us to stop the run. Uh, the first, the front seven and, you know, the back end, we trust in them to stay in their coverage because they trust in us to stop the run and and they react to the run after they figure they got it figure that guy is not going out for a pass. So uh, it's, it's a lot of stuff that kind of goes into it, but you know you're hoping everybody's on the same page. Brandon Graham joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, are you 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 taking the kids out trick or treating? Oh yeah, um, I just took baby girl out just to walk around the neighborhood to see some of the. Um, some of the decorations, you know, uh, we just spending some time before we go to swim class and like the next, uh, it's an hour. Da- da- is it daddy and me swim class? Is that what it is? Oh yeah. You know, uh, baby boy just started, uh, well, he's two months in now. He started, we started him at six months like we did baby girl at, um, at swim class. And, uh, I'm the one that gets in the water with both of them. Uh, baby girl's by herself now. She got her own instructor, but baby boy, he's in there with me. And, uh, we just kind of go over you know, using his arms and his legs, and you know, uh, they have little fun little activities for him uh, for the babies. All right, uh, while we in the water. All right, favorite candy because you get. The, I mean, the cool thing right now is your kids too little to eat the candy, but that doesn't mean you can't take them out. Candy you're most looking forward to getting? Oh, some Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> I like Tootsie Rolls. Um, you know, it don't matter uh, what size, small ones to the big ones. Yeah, my uh, my son is he's super fired up. First year playing tackle football, and he's he's like he has a he had a, a costume, but he wants to go as a football player. I'm guessing growing up in Detroit, did you go as a football player? Oh yeah, yeah, I grew up. Hold on, say that say that again. When you grew up, did did you like? Because I remember when I grew up that that we we just did. You get done with football practice, you just go as a football player, right? Just take your helmet. You didn't even need a bag. Is that what you do when you're growing up? Oh yeah, like especially if you can't afford to get uh, or nobody took you to go get you a a, a, a um, costume. Yeah, most most likely uh, we just used to 
use pillowcases, all kind of different things uh, like that you can kind of, you got to be creative, you know, especially uh, in my home, my household. My mom was creative uh, with, with a lot of stuff. And like you say, if that was one thing that you could do always, uh, put your helmet and stuff on and say you're a football player, because I have before. Yeah, well, it turns out you end up becoming a football player and a damn good one. Well, hey, Brandon, congrats on turning around that game in Buffalo with the strip, the fumble, and the recovery. I can hear the cartoons play in the background. Enjoy the, the, the swim time uh, with your baby boy, and thanks so much for joining us. Oh, uh, Thank you. All right, that's Brandon Graham joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Ramos is getting ready for the uh, uh, the swim time with the, with the baby because – the baby's already been in the water, got baptized this past weekend. Jonah did get baptized on Sunday, and so uh, there you go. It was a wonderful uh, day for him and for the family. That was It was really cool. Beautiful pictures of your beautiful family and your, your, little, your little boy. Um, are you going to do the swim classes? Um, Suzanne might do that. <laughs> I don't know if I have. I guess the weekends I could do it. There's so much it's going the on. The week. You know, Saturdays you know the you weekends. Yeah, well, you got yeah, baseball Saturday, then, so. Early Saturday morning, though? Uh, uh, yeah. I Jonah, remember, I, Dad yeah. will do it for you. How's that? <laughs> I used to, this is a true story. When my, my girls were little, I used to do college basketball Saturdays on ESPN, and we started at noon. I had to be there any time before noon. We weren't really on until halftime. And so we had 10 o'clock, like the mommy and me swim club. We had twins, so I, we'd, both me and my wife had to do it. So we'd, you know, uh, you know, wheels in the bus and all that other stuff and blowing bubbles in the water. Anyway, we do that from 10 to 11, and then I would peace out while, you know, putting on their diapers in the locker room and then drive down the street and, and, and go to work. But I don't think anyone actually, you don't actually teach them how to swim then. You just get them so they're not freaked out by the water. And then when they're like three, you get them a real swim instructor. And then if you do it right, they're like fish and they just like, they swim. Like my son, I don't even remember doing those classes. And then when he was three years old, we had a swim lesson. And I remember walking outside watching his first swim lesson. And the guy just like kind of threw him in the pool and he swam. I was like, how'd that work? It's like a guppy. Man, that that saved me a whole hell of a lot of money. (laughs) Uh, The girls, we had like private swim lessons and they were freaking out over the water. And we did this and we did that. Like we just like dropped him in and he swam. It was great. It's great. Can the Browns still fight their way back? into the AFC playoffs. We'll discuss next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Dan Patrick was off earlier today. This is going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Um, every day at this time, we like to get you caught up on something you may have missed on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. We call it... Actually, this is from Nick Wright on First Things First. He was talking about whether or not um, the Cleveland Browns could, uh, can turn their season around. Can you win six of seven games going into the Baltimore game? Have the Browns given us any evidence they can play two months of quality football? No. They haven't. 
That's the problem. Well, they can't no, they put together two quarters. I was just going to say, there was a quarter in Seattle. There was one quarter against the Ravens. You could pick and choose quarters, but not even consecutive And quarters. so what they are going to have to do is undergo midseason a transformation. It's not impossible. We saw Dallas do it last year, but they had a reason for it. An injection of Amari Cooper and the team got healthier. And for, say what you will about Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett at least knows what he's doing as a head coach. I don't know if that's the case in Cleveland. I, the, to me, the, the, the middle tier of the AFC is very soft, so I don't want to cross them off as a relevant team. But what they have to do is over the next seven weeks, they've got one loss to play with. Can they do that? Can they, in games where they won't be a heavy underdog if they're an underdog at all, most of these games will either be favored or slight underdogs, can they play to what Vegas will say, what the odds makers will say is the standard? They haven't been able to up to this point. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's right. We're, we're all looking at this and like, that team stinks, that team. And they are, they're going to play the Bengals twice, who are now going to start Ryan Finley at quarterback. They're going to play the Steelers, tw- uh, Steelers what, once or twice? And the Steelers uh, look like a shell of themselves without, you know, without Ben Roethlisberger. And they're going to play the Miami Dolphins, who look terrible last night because they have traded away all their good players. And Steelers twice, Bengals twice, Miami Dolphins, and they play the Arizona Cardinals. But what leads you to believe that they can get through a game without shooting themselves continually in the foot by being penalized? What leads you to believe? And remember, they haven't suffered really. Like, we, we just had Brandon Graham on from the Eagles, and he's like, look, we've been banged up. Like, the, the, the Browns aren't really banged up. Like, their star players have been healthy. David Njoku, who's a talented tight end, is like the only Brown you would know who's gotten hurt. Doesn't mean they don't have some injuries, but it ain't like some of these other teams that are disappointing. It ain't like the Cowboys lost their bookend tackles, you know, or lost um, Mari Cooper. They've had Jarvis Landry. They've had Odell Beckham Jr., who has one touchdown catch. They now have two quality name-wise running backs, with Kareem Hunt uh, now fully, uh, fully eligible to play. And they haven't shown us any reason to believe. Now, look, I think they're going to win some games just because... Those other teams are so bad, but I completely understand where Nick Wright is coming from. And he's right. There's nothing they've done to lead you to believe that they can be consistent for a month, for a week, let alone a month. Yes, Ryan Music, you had a question. I know these things are always difficult to predict, but Freddie Kitchens and the Browns. So they have the Broncos and they get the Broncos, even without Joe Flacco. And then the Bills, they lose either one of those games. So you have to just cut your losses and move on, find another head coach? Or do you have to ride it out for this entire season? I think if you know, you know. I just do. I think if you know, you, you, you know. Like, if they can't fix the penalty issues, if they can't fix, they can't clean that stuff up, again, it depends, it fully depends, fully depends on uh, the expectations of the team. Like, I think Adam Gase is going to get fired with the Jets. But they're going to let him finish out the season before they fire him because they didn't have high expectations. I I think if Freddie Kitchens gets fired, it's because, like Adam Gase, he's looked, uh, he's even more so, he's looked completely overwhelmed by the task. The only difference is they had high expectations. And it's a, this this can save the season move. And it's a, hey, we think the discipline is so bad that we're going to have to show discipline by firing a guy who hasn't implored discipline. 
That making sense? Yeah. At the not that I guess whoever the interim head coach would be, but that's sort of what's interesting at that point is. Last year, it at least was Greg Williams filled in for Hugh Jackson. So you had someone who's at least had some experience. I mean, they've gone so inexperienced on this staff across the board. You almost wonder, okay, who's going to be like, who do they replace him with? Because they've already hired an unexperienced head coach. Well, you're going to go the opposite. You're going to do the opposite. I just mean on an interim basis, not Uh, even their next head coach. Well, there's somebody who's available. He was a candidate for the job last year. Are you really going to hire Mike McCarthy midseason if you have to fire him? I don't know. Why not? <laughs> I guess. Why not? I mean, th- there are veteran head coaches who are available who can come in and get up to speed and and figure it out. I don't think that's crazy. But you're going to do the opposite of what you did. That's what everybody does. Right? Unless you've got a type, right? Unless you've got a type, I think you do the opposite of what you've done. You go from veteran long time to young whippersnapper. From young inexperienced to super experienced. So, I mean, they're not bringing Hugh Jackson back, but Hugh Jackson had been a head coach before. And, uh, you know, he was somebody who people thought was about Hugh Jackson. So they get a guy who's all about Baker Mayfield and happy for the experience. I would guess that they would go with a veteran. They they would go with a veteran guy. Um, and why not? See what Mike McCarthy, let's see what you can do for a couple months. Because they, they, yes. they had their defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, and... That didn't go particularly well in Arizona. No, he was, but he was a good DC when he was in Carolina. Right. With no, Penn. I know. Although, although McDermott, who's now the head coach of uh, Sean McDermott, is the head coach of the Bills, was actually the DC when they went to the Super Bowl. So let's not give Wilkes too much credit. But yeah, but their defense hadn't been that good either. But I would guess it wouldn't be crazy if they gave Wilkes the job as interim. But if you want a veteran, Mike McCarthy's sitting out there. Don't let him go to the market in the offseason. All right, coming up next, the NFL is a copycat league, right? One team runs West Coast. They all run West Coast. One team starts using RPOs. They all start using RPOs. But what if the copycat league started copycatting other leagues? That's what's happening right now. We'll explain it next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Man, I hope you're having a great day. It is a beautiful sunny day in California. Will Blackman, longtime NFL veteran, host of Fox Sports Radio. He's going to join us 25 after the hour. Um... Got a little basketball for you upcoming. I, I will say this. Um, Steph Curry said something after the win last night. I'm going to play for you in like 10 minutes. And I, I want to make sure I, I say this the right way. I have friends with USA Basketball. Okay. I have friends in USA Basketball. And when you ask them like, hey, look, this is just me and you talking. You've had all of them, right? Since 92 in the Dream Team, you've had all of them. 
who's the best guy? Who's the best person? I have three really good friends inside USA Basketball. And to a man, they're like, you know who's the real deal as a human being? Steph Curry. Like, just a great guy. Good friend, good teammate, good dad, good husband. Like, just a good dude. Has every reason in the world to be arrogant and is not. But he did something after the win last night, which is so kind of classic anti-media. It's almost laughable. We'll get to that upcoming. So, not a ton happened today, right? Like, if we go trade deadline, it was a Jamal Adams could be traded, but he wasn't. (laughs) Nick Foles could be traded, but he wasn't. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The Cincinnati Bengals, they could they could totally, totally trade A.J. Green, right? A.J. Green, big contract, 31 years old. They stink. They could, ooh, but they didn't. They didn't. They did not. Not even close. Not even close. So, even though the NFL trade deadline was kind of a snooze fest, right? Kind of a snooze. There were some deals that were made. Leonard Williams was traded yesterday from the Jets to the Giants. There was no Jamal Adams or Le'Veon Bell trade. Remember, the Jets had everyone on their roster. At least they told, hey, anyone's of you can get anyone you want on this roster except Quinton Williams and Sam Darnold. The Dolphins already traded Laramie Tunsil, Kenny Stills, Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, they took on a keep to leave and a trade with the Rams, but that was really because the Rams were looking to dump some salaries so they can re-sign um, uh, Jalen Ramsey. And in return, the Dolphins got a fifth-round pick. And that's that's like just moving money around. And the Bengals are benching Andy Dalton. Even though they're not trading A.J. Green, they can get rid of a- Andy Dalton at the end of the year. They could cut him when I get done with this radio show. And so I look at the Bengals, I look at the Dolphins, I look at the Jets, and I'm thinking, this is a copycat league that's now copying other leagues. Tanking is painful, but it works. (laughs) It doesn't work, golly, you know, that 76ers haven't won a championship. So what? They were the worst team in basketball for three years. They loaded up, and now they got a chance. They got Simmons and Embiid. If you watched them last night, Simmons and Embiid look like something that's going to work for a long, long time. Remember, they went from the worst team in basketball to they were a a a shot from the corner that hit the front rim twice, the back rim twice, and then went in to beating Toronto in Toronto in Game Seven. Right? Like we 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 are very result oriented. Remember, like that was a war with the Toronto Raptors and. You know, considering the injuries of the Golden State Warriors, the Sixers win the championship. It's not crazy to think. And then we're watching baseball tonight. The Houston Astros tanked for three years. They were so bad in 2013 that their local ratings, like baseball makes money because all of these teams own parts of these RSNs, the regional sports networks 
that frankly our parent company Fox TV sold to Disney, but then Disney had to turn around and then they couldn't have them. And now a company, Sinclair and Stadium, they bought them. Anyway, the regional sports network that the Houston Astros are on, those usually, the hometown, baseball nationally doesn't get a big number. Locally, huge number. Ryan Music, are you familiar with the Blue Tarski? Animal House? Yes. Do you know who Blue Tarski is? Bluto? Uh, it was Belushi's character. Yeah, you didn't want to, you didn't remember if it's John or Jim, right? Yeah, exactly right. Jim's still alive. John got the, you know, John was the one who did the eight ball and yeah. kicked the bucket, right? Yep, yep. John Belushi was the funnier of the Belushi's, although both are pretty funny. Uh, John Belushi played Bluto, Blue Tarski. He got a 0.0. Right? He was the one who's, was it over? Was the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Right? That was Bluto. The Houston Astros in 2013 were so bad that they got a Blutarski in their local ratings. 0.0. And now, they're on the... uh, do you guys like Brink or Precipice? Hmm. Brink. Brink. They're on the brink of winning their second World Series in three years. And they ain't going anywhere. And now look, let's let's be honest. The tanking isn't the sole reason that they're Grinky they traded for. Verlander they traded for. Um uh what's his name? Cole uh uh, uh Garrett Cole they traded for, right? They're pitchers they traded for. And Jose Altuve. They got late in the draft, and they didn't even know what the hell they had, right? Jose Altuve came to one of their tryouts. They cut him, and then he was like, hey, you guys never actually saw me play. Showed up the next day. So let's not act like it was all tanking. But they did tank, and all of the rest of these, most of the rest of these guys are from their system. So you look at the Astros. They tank, and then they acquire... You look at the 76ers, they tank, and then they acquire, and that's what NFL teams are doing. There used to be this pride thing, like, man, we can't be the worst team in the league. Like, why? Why are you trying to win these games? What are you doing? And now it's like, dude, the Lions finished Ofer. So what? The Browns finished Ofer. So what? There's already been winless teams. Who cares? Don't be okay be really, really, really bad. And the Jets are accomplishing that task. And you try and get rid of salary, right? You try and get rid of salary this year because the way it works in the NFL, the year ends in March. So you can make additional acquisitions before the new year, sign a guy with a signing bonus and get it all this year, but you got to open up cap space. That That's what the Indianapolis Colts will do because they had the most cap space of anybody in the league. Resign dudes, trade for dudes, take on other contracts. The Jets, the Dolphins, the Bengals, and frankly, the rest of the NFL have finally figured out what baseball understands, what basketball understands. That tanking, while icky, while hard to watch, it does work. And in the NFL, it probably works better than it does or more quickly than it does in basketball or in baseball. Because baseball, the draft, like, you ain't going to see those guys for five years or so, right? In basketball, you can't win with kids. 
takes a while. It takes like two years to make or three years to make the playoffs and then three more years after that to win a championship. Go ahead and look it up. The NFL is a copycat league that is now copying other leagues and tanking is in full effect. Full effect. Uh, Steph Curry did the common anti-media narrative, which is laughably embarrassing, even for a guy who's as good a dude and great a player as Steph Curry. We get that. Plus, why Kyrie in Cleveland didn't, Kyrie in Cleveland worked, but Kyrie in Boston didn't. Get to that next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um... Did you guys notice, like, there's a bunch of things that people haven't noticed. The Pelicans are now 0-4 in the NBA. Like, remember all the hype? No Zion and that big trade with the Lakers, and they're 0-4. Lost at home to the Golden State Warriors, who played much, much better. Much better. Much better. And they end up winning last night, and Steph was great. Triple-double from, um, uh, triple-double from Draymond Green, and Steph Curry dominated and after the game, Steph had this to say. Everybody loves to label you when you're down and when you're losing. That's easy. It's easy to get on TV and say whatever you want. It's easy to just throw darts at a team that's trying to figure it out based on how much you know, success we've had. So I hope people can start to see through that and uh, understand what we're about as a team and what we're going to build towards. Um, if you want to get on, say whatever you want to say, fill that 24-hour news cycle. That's cool with us. We still going to hoop and just play basketball. I love that Steph's like, man, you guys all doubted us. Like, hmm. This was Draymond Green after they lost their second game of the year. They had 37 points at the half to the Oklahoma City Thunder. You kind of figured it wouldn't be the same, but I don't think we'd be getting our blanks kicked like this. It's pretty bad. Right, uh, Steve Kerr, losing stinks. It's no fun. This is more the reality of the NBA. Uh, five years of the best record anybody's had over five years. So this is the reality. Nine guys, twenty-three years or younger, or younger. We're starting over in many aspects. Steph himself, I can't even judge our offense because we're really taking the ball out of the basket every possession, or giving them free throw attempts and all that type of stuff. We've been drowning on that side of the floor. So it's really hard to assess what we're doing on that side of the floor. They admittedly were awful the first two games. Admittedly, super, super young. Steph's the oldest player on the team. And after one win, after one win, it's easy to throw darts. You were throwing the darts! I, the media, the news cycle guys, dude, you had 37 points to the Thunder. And you were playing terrible, and your own coach, your own star, your own voice said you were terrible. 
This isn't, let's not blame it on Gottlieb, Cowherd, Stephen A. Smith, Rosillo, the jump, any of these. Like, don't blame, don't Barkley. You said it. Draymond said it. Steve Kerr said it. Right? Am I, am I right here? And it's to be expected. It's to be expected. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Discover. Get your free uh, credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit either. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Then there's this. Kyrie gonna Kyrie. So Kyrie Irving is maybe the most talented scorer who's healthy in the NBA. He and uh, and and James Harden. The problem with James Harden, who's great, is James Harden does need to get calls in order to be great. Whereas I don't feel like I don't feel like Kyrie needs to get calls to be. But he's unbelievable with the basketball. He's the best finisher for any guard. And finishing shots is anything around the basket. Floaters, up and unders, one leg, left hand, right hand. He simply does it all. He's amazing. He's amazing. So Kyrie Irving um, is waiting on Kevin Durant. He had 50 in their opening night loss. Uh, they're one and two on the season. And he's been generally great. Generally great. He's averaging 37 points a game. Five and a half rebounds a game, six and a half assists a game, almost two steals a game. His PER is 38.08, which is frankly amazing. Jack McMullen from ESPN, longtime NBA writer, said uh, Irving's famous mood swings confirmed by his ex-teammates, which followed him from Cleveland to Boston to Brooklyn, are the unspoken concern that makes Nets officials queasy. When Irvin lapses into these funks, he often shuts down and willing to communicate with the coaching staff, the front office, and sometimes even his teammates. Nets team sources say one such episode occurred during Brooklyn's trip to China, leaving everyone scratching their heads as to what precipitated it. Like Kyrie tried to convince everybody like, man, when my grandpa died last year, that's when I shut down on my Celtics teammates. Like, yeah, you kind of had this reputation in Cleveland. But LeBron was there, so it didn't really matter. Nobody paid attention to him, right? You were the petulant little brother that took everything super, super personal. Everybody has that. Everybody knows that, knows that guy, takes everything personal guy. That's Ramos, by the way. Ramos takes everything personal. <laughs> Somebody asked him. I mean, he's really like, dude, relax, Ramos. We still love you. Like, no, man, you said that about me, and that's wrong, man. That's wrong. Like, and the Nets have come out and said, no, 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 no. He's not moody at all. That This is completely untrue. Totally untrue. Okay, go ask Boston. Go ask Cleveland. Now, maybe he'll be happier, closer to family. Brooklyn's kind of cool. You know? KD likes the way he's playing. You take him, I take him. You go, I go. Like, all right, whatever. Just, we we get to... A Tuesday when you play, you know, Charlotte and Minnesota on back-to-backs and you have a bad night and you don't play down the stretch, let's see how your mood and attitude is then. You know, like I almost, you almost wonder 
is there a chemical imbalance there? Like I'm, and and what happens when you say that is people are like, oh, Gottlieb said that you have you have mental health issues. Like, yeah, all these guys have said. Like, that's the crazy thing about it. Like, Kevin Love comes out; he's a champion for mental health care in the NBA, and frankly, you know, nationwide, which is a great thing. But if but if somebody is super super talented, super super successful, super super smart, super super rich, they're not happy all the time. You're like, hmm. That guy might be off a little bit, right? There might be there might be a little chemical imbalance there. Not like to the nature of being bipolar, but the mood swings are a real thing. Some dudes are moody. You know, some guys you end up living a life that is not really who you're comfortable being. You know, I'm somebody who I I struggle being by myself. I don't like like self-introspective time. I just don't, I don't love that. Um, whereas when I, I know people that are introverts that struggle being around crowds. And maybe there's some of that with him. Maybe he's really an introvert who's had to live the life of an extrovert. And that's why he needs, but the idea that the Nets are like, no, he's not moody. Like what, Jackie McMullen just made it up? And she's been reporting on the NBA for like 40 years. And I have no doubt that he was moody in Boston. That's where most of her information is. And she might have a little confirmation bias. And she found one or two people to go like, yeah, he had this weird time in China. But I was laughing, and I, most people covering basketball were laughing when he was like, yeah, the reason I was moody last year in Boston was my grandpa died, which is sad. And like when my dad died, I remember, like I was up and down all over the place still can be. And this is like almost five years later, but like in Cleveland, you had the same rep and you were there forever. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 PM. Eastern noon Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio radio app. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. Will black 6 AM Pacific alongside Mike Harmon getting you ready for, and it does feel like the NFL is kind of working its way towards basketball and Major League Baseball with teams tanking. Do you feel like this is a different era in the NFL? By the way, thanks for having me. Second of all, 6 a.m. is so early to be hanging out with Mike. I love Mike, though. Oh. <laughs> um, in terms of tanking, I, I, it's so hard. It's like in terms of teams intentionally doing it. Now, yes, I know they when they uh, hired – Brian Flores, Miami, they pretty much gave him a five-year deal, which means, like, hey, we're giving you five years to get this right. So when you when you bring in a guy, you really want to put your blueprint on it. So everyone, you're auditioning pretty much everybody. You know, you look at your auditioning-wise talent, you're looking at financial things like that. So um, I don't know. It, it's interesting. It's interesting where, where football is going now because before, right, you haven't seen stuff like that. It was just, okay, every team's competing, every team's rebuilding, or, you know, or you got free agents. You've never seen a team strategically – trying to maneuver their way to put themselves in certain positions like this though. Yeah, yeah, it does it does feel like a new new era kind of uh, uh kind of in the sport. Um look, Pittsburgh wasn't great last night, but they did come out with a win and they're kind of hanging around there in a division where you know, Baltimore's schedule gets prohibitively more difficult here and obviously Cleveland hasn't cranked around. Does, does Pittsburgh have any chance of making the playoffs? Um you know, I was I would say there's there's always a chance. I think um, you look at ability-wise uh, across the board. You look at the skill position. 
on offense. You look at the offensive line, who's been, you know, there, like, you know, Achilles heel the whole time. That's been the heart of that offense. And then you look at the defense, you see a bunch of young guys, but majority of those guys are first on pitch, you know, which means there's this talent, they're playing fast. So who knows? You know, I think, especially when you get into this time of the year uh, of football, are they ever going to? Are they going to be able to run the ball effectively, um, consistently, which is what they have been able to do well in the past? And also, um, we'll see how far Duck Hodges can carry this team, you know, if, if it comes down to it, with it becomes on his shoulders. Will Blackman joining us, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, well, let's get to the teams that actually matter. Um <laughs> No, I mean, really, like, you know, we're talking no, about... No, 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 I know what you're saying. I know right? it's how you say it. We, yeah, we, 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 we do this thing in radio. Like, we spend so much time talking about the crummy teams, we almost avoid the, the many of the really yeah, good... No, celebrate greatness. Yeah. People get, people get so mad at the Patriots. I'm like, listen, it, it's, hard, it's hard to be that good that long. Okay, you can say spy gate, whatever it is, deflate gate, any kind of gate, regardless. It's hard to be that good for that long. That's all I respect it, but go ahead. Sorry. How good is it? This team has not played a good schedule. Worst schedule in the NFL. Right. But but they appear to be really good defensively. How good How good actually are they in the kind of landscape of, you know, you got Kansas City and some of the elite teams in the NFL. Right. How good are they? Well, here's the thing. It's like, okay, if you have a weak schedule, um, you're playing teams that you're supposed to beat down, they're doing just that. Right. You know, because sometimes you have a team where, you know, you go against a, another like, – for example, I thought the Bengals could could have potentially been like a possible trap game for the Rams. But obviously that was – you know, that wasn't the, – they were, they were playing them tough. They made some plays. But the Patriots are doing exactly what they shouldn't be doing, as if it's a video game. They're demolishing teams, especially on the defensive side. And that, and that right there should make people nervous that they're being that dominant on defense – and slowly but surely, the offense is going to catch up and be just as dominant. You know, I, I, I'm very, I'm a big fan of the whole move they made to get Muhammad Sanu. I just feel like just more and more time, he's going to become more acclimated. And he already has like a certain chip on his shoulder. You know how Patriots, they're always finding guys that are ticked off. The number one quarterback is still mad he got drafted in the sixth round so, so many years ago after winning all those Super Bowls. And um, I just feel like that that's going to benefit them extremely well. Will Blackman joining us. Check him out every Sunday morning, 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern time, getting you ready for the big NFL games of uh, of of the weekend. Uh, okay, so th- then we look at, at those Rams. They did beat the Bengals. They are getting healthier. Cooper Cup obviously looks 100% back uh, from the knee injury suffered last year. But I kind of ask you the same question about the Patriots. Yeah, they beat the Bengals. But how good are the Rams? Uh, the Rams The Rams are interesting because – one, okay, you looked at after the Super Bowl, you're like, okay, they, they should be able to go right back, you know, to start the season. Um, and then, obviously, they struggle in the run, the run game. And then there are some games where defense has completely exposed golf. And it, it's funny, we people go back and forth to him. It's like one week he throws for like 300, 400 yards. Like, okay, this is why they paid him. And then next week he throws for 70 yards and, team, and people are ticked off. I'm like, oh, they shouldn't have paid him. He's overrated. And uh, that's, that's interesting. But I just feel like they still have their nucleus. They still have Aaron Donald on defense. They went and made a huge move to get Jalen Ramsey, which means like you don't give up your future if you're not trying to win right now. And and they have to do because they were in a Super Bowl. They're doing everything in their power to get it back. And I and I believe as long as the Rams are healthy, um, that's going to be beneficial. And speaking of Cooper Cup, I, that was the that was the biggest issue last year is when he went down. Right. That changed everything. Totally. It changed everything because if they when they ever put pressure on golf, he's looking around and he knows 
exactly where Cooper Cup is supposed to be. Cooper Cup is basically he's basically like another quarterback on this team. He's probably the only player that can truly talk to Sean McVay, speak the same language, and maybe correct him. Like if Sean if Sean you know suggests something, Cooper's probably like, hey, we can't do this because of this is why. You know, he's that that type of player for that team, almost like how Marshall Falk was for the Rams back in the in the, in the 99, 2000s. Are you a buyer into the Vikings? You know what? I am. And the reason is because Dalvin Cook is healthy. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that I, I believe that he could lead the league of Russian. And after playing with Kirk Cousins uh, and the Redskins, I knew that if the run game is doing very well and Kirk has options, Kirk is going to look outstanding. And right now, that's what's going on. And I don't see Dalvin Cook slowing down at all. Therefore, I don't see Kirk Cousins slowing down at all. Tend to tend to agree with you. Um, the uh, the Baltimore Ravens welcome in New England, and you know we we've seen them handle running quarterbacks in the past, but it it does feel like like Lamar Jackson might have a different gear than most everybody outside of Mike. Vick. Right, right. How does New England uh, contain him? I think I think he's gonna get the uh, almost like the LeBron rule. I feel like what. Well, Lamar Jackson, Lamar's going to get his. Lamar right, might run for, you know, 110 and might throw for, you know, 220. May score two touchdowns. Like, he'll, he's going to get his. But overall, like, nothing else is going to beat the pay. I feel like that's what's going to happen. You know, I think he, I believe he's that good that he's just going to get his yards and his points, but it's not going to be enough to defeat the Patriots. You know, they're going to find a plan. They're going to figure out how to – do what they do. The one thing about New England though is that they're they're extremely disciplined, and a lot of teams that Lamar beats is like they're undisciplined on the edges. It's like yo, you gotta contain him. Just make him work. Stay, yeah, make him stay in the pocket. Make yeah, him make throw him, into tight yeah. windows. Now, so, sometimes they'll jump around and still get out the pocket, but make him do that. Don't make him just have it easy right outside. Uh, okay. Last thing: Deshaun Watson loses J.J. Watt, loses the best defender. And look, I understand right. it does. And he he was incredible. The, the throw he made when he got kicked in the face is incredible, and he was right. great. Uh, he has had some games where he's thrown some picks and held on to the ball too too, too right. long. They're going over to London, taking on Jacksonville, and I'm just wondering, it, can he carry this team? I believe he. I believe he has been. I believe um, th- this is. There has been a transfer of power. You know, it's been JJ Watt's team for a while, but I believe this is officially Deshaun Watson's team, and. Uh, I think he has carried, especially last year in the playoffs. He honestly, if nobody was open, he was running it. And when I see a quarterback like him who can sit in the pocket and throw the ball, if they're sitting back there and there's a running lane, he goes for it, that means he's trying to win. Like He's like, okay, screw this. Like I'm not here. I'm not going to sit back in and throw a bad ball because that's what it says in the playbook. I'm, I'm going to go and try to win this game. And uh, I believe with him, man, uh, Texans will always have a chance. It's a quarterback-driven league, and I've been fortunate to play with Favre, to play with Eli Manning, to be around Russell Wilson, where I had Aaron Rodgers, too. And to, just to know, like, when you have a guy like that, you know, like, there's a chance. We can give up we can give up 17, 21 points, but we still have confidence that our quarterback will bring us back there. And I think that's what Deshaun Watson does for the Texans. Awesome stuff. Will Blackman, check him out every Sunday morning. Get you ready for all the games. He and Mike Harmon give you all the picks, things you need to watch for. It's great radio. Will, of course, played 11 years in the National Football League. Now you can hear him on Fox Sports Radio, 6 a.m. Pacific Coast time, 9 a.m. East Coast time. Will, great stuff. Thanks for joining us. But did he click? Did you hang up on him or did he hang up on us? It's a good question. Not sure. Okay. Sometimes you just got places to be, Doug. You know know how this goes. 
Gotta what, go. What makes Steph Curry different? I'll share with you next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. You know, look, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that we've spent a ton of, or really any time, talking about the World Series. But Game 6 tonight has Justin Verlander, um, who's one of the great pitchers in our generation, right? We, we okay saying that? Right? One of the great pitchers in our generation. And he's going to match up with Steven Strasburg. Verlander got lit up a little bit in his, uh, in his first start. If it goes game seven, you're going to have Max Scherzer against pretty much anything in the Astros bullpen, which is, you know, Grinky, Garrett Cole, and then my boy Joe Smith, who's been incredible, the kitchen sink. Like, I got to tell you, like, okay, so the Astros, obviously, they're favored tonight to win. And right now, they should be. They're at home. They play better at home. It's a home run hitters park, the home run hitting team. They're the better team throughout 162 games. But this thing goes game seven. Nationals should be the favorite. If Scherzer's healthy, I mean, he's the best pitcher in baseball. And in his World Series career, Justin Verlander's 0-5 with a 5.73 ER rating. He's allowed seven home runs and six starts. That ain't great. Let's get to the press. Hey! Hey! The press. Hey, 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 it's the press. Get back. <laughs> Forget about my top story, which was all about Max Scherzer starting game seven. But hey. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go. Forget about it. Go. Forget hey. about it. Everything that's in there is already in there. Uh, Scherzer did throw prior to game six. Told reporters he's good, which allows him to pitch game seven tomorrow night again, if necessary. If it's not necessary, he's got a head start on the 2020 season. Yes, right. he's he's ready to go of game one. Yeah. Did you hear what Davey Martinez said? No, I didn't. He said uh, Max will start game seven until he'll, Max will pitch until his neck tells him otherwise, right? Like, Jeez. I ain't even taking him out tomorrow. Right. I thought it was surprising when he said Patrick Corbin's their game eight starter, but that, that's totally. <laughs> Uh, Buyer, skip. Be- Who's starting Game 14 in the World Series? Uh, Washington Redskins tackle Trent Williams ended his holdout with the team after today's NFL trade deadline. But there are reports out of DC. May have mentioned this a little while ago that Williams really has no intention of playing for the Redskins. Well, when you tell a team, "I will never play for you ever again," you know it's like what's well, either you're. I mean, there's no. It's either you are or you won't. Right? Yes. You will you won't? So uh, apparently. He likes to collect checks. He had to collect some. He has to show up, report to collect checks for the season, and then he'd be a free agent at the end of this year. But this all goes back to some misdiagnosis of something, some growth on his head, supposedly. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor announced the team is making a change at quarterback following their week nine bye. Andy Dalton heads to the bench. Rookie Ryan Finley gets the start. Here was Taylor earlier today. When you're 0-8 um, and you make a quarterback switch, people tend to look at the quarterback and say he was the problem, and that's the furthest thing from the truth. Um, he's done a lot of things to, to keep us going here, and, and he's invested a lot of um, time and effort and energy into getting us a win, and it hasn't happened. It's unfortunate. Um because he's represented this franchise the right way over the last nine years, and and uh, he's been everything you would have asked in that regard. <laughs> very very I mean, audible. He's essence, awesome. By the way. He's yeah. great. He's been so good. 
But you're benching him. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes. Something's not right. Yes. Something's not right. I, I wanted to actually just play this. When you're 0-8. Uh- like, fill in the sentence. When you're 0-8. Jeez. Yeah, that's tough. But So, uh, why are you benching him? <laughs> yeah. When you're 0-8. Um- why you benching him? <laughs> hey, let me a trainer over here, man. Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin says running back James Conner will be limited to start the week because of his shoulder injury. They just were giving it to Connor last night, uh, up 13, letting the clock run out. And what ended up being his final carry, suffered that AC joint injury. Man, that's a tough one, right? That's that, that's one that's one of those uh one of those games where you're like, look, if we can just get through this and not get injured, oops. Can't get right. Do you like um, what, what you've seen from Mason Rudolph? Uh, my problem with Mason Rudolph is I'm exceptionally biased. And he is a not good, great dude. The other problem is has small hands, and anytime there was bad weather, he had zero confidence playing in Oklahoma State. And I'm not sure if you're aware of the weather patterns in the AFC North, <laughs> but generally not great, not great. Um, zero. So look, they have they have Colts and Rams at home. Weather should be hopefully decent here early in November. But then they still have to go to Cleveland, take on the Browns, Cincinnati, Browns at home. Um, they don't. They have one dome game the rest of the year. I just I've seen him struggle too much. Yeah. When the ball is slick. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not necessarily sold. No, I, we're on to Cincinnati. Okay. All right. Uh, whatever, Bill. Uh, Bears kicker Eddie Pinheiro said that he would have preferred to have his game-winning kick spotted in the center of the field Sunday in their loss to the Chargers and not on the left hash where it ended up on the final play of the game. Did he, That's pretty did, cool. Did, well, this is our fault. Did you, did you tell Matt Nagy that? <laughs> nah, I kept that to myself. <laughs> what is going on in Chicago? I mean, what a mess. What an absolute mess. Just go my bad. It's yeah. over, Jeff. Well, the shape of his kick lends it to the point that he made. Like, if you're going to hit a draw, you don't well, want to. It, it was the wind, supposedly. It wasn't a draw. Uh, he, he <laughs> At first, he claimed it was the wind. Yeah. Roger that. I, I mean, I, I. Look, hard to kick in Chicago. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. That's why I went off on Matt Nagy on our Sunday show, me and E from Salam, of you're settling for a 41 yard field goal? Yes. 40, 41. <laughs> you should make that. Yeah. Professional kicker, you should make that. Well, but still. After right. you've harped on a 43-yarder your entire offseason, give right, the guy right. a couple more yards. If it's a 38-yard field goal, he probably makes it. Right. He curves inside the upright. Right. Uh, speaking of kickers, some changes today in the NFL. Yes. Matt Bryant's out. Young Way Koo is in in Atlanta. Yeah, Matt Bryant, uh, I mean, tremendous dude. He just, he'd missed kicks the last couple of weeks. I know he missed them against Seattle, but he missed kicks the past couple of weeks. So I hadn't he retired like two or three years ago? Yeah, yeah he retired. Well, he was out of a two. job at the start of this season. Then he now came he back in. Again. Yeah. Tom Brady, now the again, the second oldest player in the National Football League. Matt yeah. Bryant was the one who was second when yeah. he was playing, but since he's not playing anymore, Brady moves up to number two. Patriots cut yeah. Mike Nugent, by the way, signed Nick Folk to handle their place kicking duties. Yeah. So Folk. Uh, Nick Folk. Nick Folk, former yes. Jet. He was a Jet. He was a Cowboy. He's been a bunch of different people. And the Money Badger's back for uh, for the Chargers. Yeah, who did he, he didn't they oh. have, he dressed up as a Pouncy brother, right, with another Charger yes. teammate for Halloween? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. The, the Athletic reports Lakers forward Kyle Kuzma could make his season debut Friday in Dallas against the Mavericks as he's close to returning from a foot injury. 
Yay. Any Coos news? Any no. Who's no, I mean, look, I mean, Lakers have been good, and they add Kuzma, they'll be even better. I'm glad yeah. Rondo's not. I don't know. He has a uh, – um, Vogel has an unhealthy infatuation with Rondo. Like, dude, Rondo hasn't been good for five years. He hasn't been great in ten years. Maybe never been great ever, so – He's not playing tonight. Finally, Lakers forward LeBron James provided food trucks for local firefighters in Los Angeles as they continue to battle wildfires. Well, it's a good thing he didn't pick Blaze Pizza, right? Very good. <laughs> hey, get out there I don't know press, if that was good man. or bad, but I'll, I'll give it's you a... It's considered bad taste, right? Yes. Ah, yeah. Blaze Pizza for everybody. What? Blaze. It's, it's red hot. It's on fire. What? What? Oh, fire. Oh, fire. My bad. My bad. I thought it was weird when John Ramos lined up with the firefighters to get some free tacos. But hey, you know, to each their I own. Ta- I love tacos. It's Taco Tuesday, right? <laughs> Ron invented that. Who wins tonight? You guys all predicted the Astros to get back in it. I didn't. Did the Astros close it out tonight? Uh, music. Yes. Ramos. No. Buyer. Astros finish it off. Mm, I'm going Nationals. I want to see Scherzer. Mark Scherzer. Game seven. I love game seven baseball. The game is on Fox Television. They happen to have a relationship with us here at Fox Radio. Right? Got a big show for you tomorrow. Mike Williams and Martellus Bennett join us tomorrow on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.